Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So this episode, we really enjoy just talking about D&D and and sharing our funny um, tales from the table and things like that. So we were thinking that we would do these sort of mini-sodes every once in a while where we would get together and just chat about some crazy and stupid things that have happened at our tables because we seem to have a lot of examples. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, And moreover, what we would really like um, is that a lot of our friends have been getting in contact and saying, oh, we've done that or stuff like that's happened. And what we'd really like to us to do is for you guys who are listening to uh, tell us some of your tales. Uh, share with us, or you can direct message us on Twitter. I think it's our, our DMs are open, as they say. Um, and we are also open just, DMs. And we are also open DMs. Um, you can email us at secondbreakfast at tbhalflings.com. Um, uh, there's many other ways. The, uh, the Discord will be going live very soon, uh, so you can start... Um, sharing on there as well and yeah it'd be really cool to hear some of your stories and then basically what we thought is for these mini episodes if we start getting a few stories from the audience we will each of us pick one and we will uh share it uh on the on the show maybe maybe we'll dramatize it a little bit and do some funny voices or i don't know i don't know how it's gonna work yet but we'll see (laughs) um so yeah one of the one of the other things that inspired this one of our friends who basically told us that he had run the fabled bat encounter that has been mentioned on the show a few times uh, i think jeremy you brought it up as one of your previous mm-hmm. tales from the table uh, and how it uh, went and how it went down <laughs> um uh, and it just seems literally and it literally case. just seems like this bat encounter is something that everyone should run uh, for your level 1 characters because bats apparently are just really hard to, to handle. Yeah, we had a bat encounter as well when we were playing with Matt. Um, uh, uh, Felicity, who plays our dragonborn, had gotten into a fight and had to hide in the forest <laughs> and then was seized upon by a bunch of bats. And she was trying not to kill them, but she was using her like her, like her dragon breath and she kept <laughs> frying them and having to eat them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Every time, every time there's bats, there's a problem. And she like kept like yep. she was trying to get rid of them, like not kill them, but they kept dying because she kept fry- cooking them. Fried <laughs> 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 bat. Um, well, yeah, yeah. So, so I would what I would love is if there's any DMs out there who are struggling for an encounter for their level one. Uh, oh, actually, like just scale it up. Maybe we'll maybe we'll homebrew like some really dense, a gigantic swarm of bats, dense bats for like level ten or you know, <laughs> yeah. or above. flying foxes, full yeah. on flying foxes, like five foot size of span, people, yeah, 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 hundreds of them. Okay, I'm gonna re- uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna homebrew that later and, and put it out there because yeah. basically whatever the, level I want to make it that you can run a bat encounter. <laughs> yeah. The setup basically for anyone curious, the setup for the bat encounter is very simple. Yeah, it's essentially that your PCs are camping in the forest or in some kind of wilderness area and that at least some of them are asleep 
Yes. Uh, and it's a set like they can roll a person. Whoever is awake can roll a perception check to try and notice the bats coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the bats will be there, and yeah. uh, it it turns into complete chaos. And like yeah, hilarity just seems to always <laughs> ensue. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, run the run the bat encounter and let us know how terribly it goes. <laughs> yes, it, because it will. <laughs> Uh, there are a few truths in life and that is one of them that bat encounters (laughs) will go wrong (laughs) (laughs) i actually speaking of messages from friends have a Mm. message from one of my best friends uh and one of the biggest fans of our show uh mr (gasps) farmer lewis yeah the fabled farmer lewis himself um i asked him if he now he just started dming recently uh and let me find here okay here we go here we go so i think he's only run a couple of sessions so far but he said uh this particular instance it's a very short story uh their bard their ranger and their fighter uh wanted to go drinking in the tavern uh he had them roll con saves and they all hit 20 or above so they ended up in a dance-off accidentally invented disco and then he played <laughs> then he played I'm a Bee by the Black Eyed Peas and it turned into the party montage from the other guys. Wow. That is wow. that is some classic D&D if I've ever that heard. That is it. like the most that is the most brilliant thing accidentally invented disco. And like I really in my head as well I'm really picturing like the PCs themselves like ha- like actually throwing these moves like yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean like um, I, love I think it. in that instance, I'd have to say, like, right, I want to see a natural move from you. Like, yes. <laughs> what's, like, the most 80s, <laughs> like, you know, move that you've got in your locker? I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I that imagine that's probably how it ended up. De- they settled on disco. That's probably the moves they were doing at the table, I'd imagine. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, Obviously, literally. That sounds great. <laughs> Oh, it's so much fun. Wow. Uh, speaking <laughs> of, like, the most D&D thing ever, I think you were going to share this, Jeremy, so I'll let you talk about it. But uh, I spent quite a little bit uh, of time yesterday uh, planning um, uh, planning some business um, uh, for you, uh, for, for Dennis Coldspring Industries. Yes. Uh, which is an ever-growing and ever-expanding behemoth. Uh, which yes. is the most fantastic example of <laughs> of D and D, which is now effectively turned into like a city builder, city yeah, sim, like business tycoon, business tycoon <laughs> uh, with dice. Is <laughs> effectively what it is. Uh, I charted out a timeline of this. So initially, my character, my character has had no business uh, aspirations when this campaign started. It was the farthest <laughs> thing from my mind. All he wanted was to get his hat back. Uh, so that he could return to his his clan, the Wu Tang clan, but he uh, basically we became heroes of the city called Thunder Lagoon, and they asked us what our name was going to be, and Dennis really pushed for the group to be called the Dennis Cole Spring Five. Uh, that 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 motion didn't go through, but after that he started getting really into the idea of branding, and I think he went and bought uh, he bought a, a hoodie of protection from mm-hmm. a turtle turtle yep. wears. And ended up sort of teaming up with that guy to start creating Dennis Colespring merchandise. Yes, specifically uh, that, shoes and jumpers at this point. Yeah, he invented tennis shoes. Or I think more accurately, the Wu-Tang Clan already had tennis shoes. Yes. And the rest of the world didn't. This is so like their tribal dress kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's bringing that to the rest of the world. Uh, and since then, it's expanded. He now uh, owns a majority stake in a hotel. Yep. Um, he <laughs> has he's moved into a high end fashion, and he invented the business suit, he which did. again was something the Wu Tang Clan already had, but Dennis has brought. I'd love to preface this yes, as well ahead. because basically, we had just got back from a huge adventure. One of the PCs had died. Uh, R.I.P. Gundam Mall. Uh, one mm. of the PCs had died. We got back to Thunder Lagoon. Everyone was like, Whoa, okay, yeah, like, I think I need to rest. Or, you know, let's just go. Maybe let's go to the tavern, go to the ring. And Dennis just straight up takes down, takes off down the docks. Everyone's like, where's he going? He goes straight up to the marquee, who's the guy who, like, runs the... <laughs> Runs the city, runs the city. Uh, starts talking about setting up tourism, and then he goes over to this. He's like, "Can I find like a high-end clothes shop?" And I was like, "Um, yeah, you find like a, like a, uh, yeah, like why not?" So I explained there was this really kind of like um, fancy-looking gnome in this shop, and just basically then proceeds to invent suits uh, straight out <laughs> mm-hmm. of this like really dangerous encounter, or whatever. No downtime at all. He was just straight back to business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with y'all. Uh, after th- this has actual character basis, Dennis, after seeing the that his friend died on a mission that was some- for something that they didn't even really care about personally, like they mm. were retrieving something from a, for a more powerful shadowy figure. Mm. Dennis is seeing that there's all these powerful shadowy figures that he's seen throughout the campaign that appear to be pulling all of the strings and they hold the power and he doesn't like the fact that he and his friends are getting used by that so his goal now is to become one of those powerful figures so that he and his friends can never be used that way again and so that he can combat the real people behind the problems that he sees in the world because the problem is not the the random people on the street the problem is the people who create the conditions uh that the people on the street are living in uh and so dennis is using this tourism opportunity to employ uh, and also the hotel to employ uh, a lot of the the town's street urchins like their homeless children Uh, he's going to uh, enact a big. Uh, this is actually in the next session, so spoilers. But uh, oh, he's no. gonna he's gonna start inviting. He's gonna invite all of the urchins to start training in his dojo. Uh, he's definitely gonna track down a lot of NPCs and PCs and invite them to help train these urchins. Yeah. But basically, he's gonna send them into neighboring towns. Uh, and have them clean up crime and literally like help people in those <laughs> cities while also simultaneously advertising for how great Thunder Lagoon is to encourage people to come so you're, there for you're, tourism. You're, for, you're forming like a Justice League that goes around uh, spreading it's the It's an army of Robins. Yeah, it's, it's an a- army of Robins. <laughs> um, Dennis is going full Batman. Yeah. Uh, he's changing He's changing from Way of the Open Hand to Way of Shadow. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's becoming a businessman by day, vigilante by night. Yep. He's an army of little Robins. Uh, and he's, he's trying to basically uh, transform the kingdom as much as possible using his influence that he can gain and i am so here for it as the dm even though it took me like a solid hour and a half to make Uh, a bespoke spreadsheet with the profits the expenditure the shares uh, we expanded even further actually because we got into the fighting pits too yeah yeah dennis is gonna start yeah running the fighting pits yeah oh yeah uf coal spring it's now uf coal spring uh yeah ufc uf coal spring yeah i want to say on air thank you very much jasper for the amount of work that you put in for this (laughs) random ridiculous project that has nothing to do ostensibly with the main plot of the story uh (laughs) but it's it's something that my character cares about and that i care about and that hopefully will have something to do with the main plot by the end. well yeah exactly once we get big enough we can start 
influencing the empire at large but that is like infinitely more interesting for me that i'm like of course of course dennis goldspring starts in uh, a business and ends up running like the the menagerie coast or whatever like that sounds fantastic <laughs> <laughs> um and like so much more interesting than just like propelling our way to level 20 and becoming you know like why not become like an actual overlord of something like that yeah. sounds hilarious um, i wrote out a full like multi-page business plan after the game last night so like what i've said on air is not is just it's, it's the tip of the iceberg oh jeez you're, you're gonna have to send that to me and i'm gonna oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay guys if we don't have a couple of ep- if we don't have episodes for the next couple of weeks it's just i'm busy <laughs> I, i'm supposed to be writing out a business plan for this actual real like business podcast thing that we're doing <laughs> and instead i was writing up the fictional one <laughs> i was writing up the fictional dinner's cold spring <laughs> <laughs> this multi-billionaire halfling yeah yeah oh man that is funny that is very funny um uh Yanati, do you have anything that you wanted to share with our for our tales of the table uh, uh yeah uh, so on, on monday i recently ran a campaign for an old drama school teacher of mine yael Sharp's oh, kids yes I'm so excited to hear this. And I mean, like, ah, yo, <laughs> like, just absolute carnage. No, but like, no, in like, in a really, really good way, and in a way that I feel like I'm being challenged. Um, um, <laughs> yes. No, like, positively, because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my one player who who plays uh, Wyver, they're gonna flip out so much when they hear this episode because they watch the show, they listen to the show diligently. Oh yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, they Thanks really love it. Um, Oh, big so, so yeah. Wyver is like really dig- diligent, takes notes all the times, is following the story hooks. He's playing a wizard on a from from the school of necromancy, um, but like doesn't only uses necromancy for the purposes of good that kind of sort of arc. Very noble, I love it. Um, and mm-hmm. then we've got um, a Baron von Weider, uh, who is a swashbuckling rogue um, with the act defeat. Um, <laughs> Uh, so he also like is really good at disguises, and um, so he's got four other aliases that I also have to be on top of. Um, and however, so like <laughs> the sort of best bit that I enjoyed is that he just has this Baron von Vader has this obsession with stealing everything, like <laughs> everything, like a full-on kleptomania, like everything. <laughs> Everything. Does he have a bag of holding yet? That's the question. I'm giving him a bag of holding. Yeah, I was going to say, you need that... it. You can't be a klepto yeah, in D&D yeah, without... Yeah. without I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't stolen one yet. I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't stolen <laughs> Dude, a bag of like, holding yet. So so, so essentially, like, I did this whole thing where I started the characters off in the weave and they were both seeing, like, this mysterious dude, like, give them, like, a mission to go and achieve and then they get thrown into Neverwinter, blah, 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 everything's fine. And just to give him scale as to, like, you know... Um, well a to hook him into the story and hook his character into the story i kind of told Mm. him that one of his aliases um uh was wanted in neverwinter to the tune of thirty thousand gold pieces now i made that i made the number really big and then (laughs) just to like give him a sense of like oh i should be careful here scale yeah no 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 that's intense no 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 he's not careful like can I take out my disguise for this alias and just try and pin it on a random person and go up to a guard and get the reward? Oi, that's genius! Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's genius! And I was sat there like... That's incredible! Oh, man. So he's basically going to get the reward for his own capture. 
Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, oh god, Whoa. I can't let this happen. Like I can't That's let this awesome. happen. I love within that. the first five minutes of the game. That like, is incredible. And then he just waltzes off with thirty thousand gold pieces. That's beautiful. <laughs> off to buy a mansion or something. That's that is beautiful. incredible. I love it. Like, I actually love it. Like I was like that. Um. Okay. So then, like, I proceeded like through like a series of roles and like adjusting dis- difficulty classes in my head, just so I could get myself out of the hole that I'd put myself. Oh in. man! Oh man! There's nothing more fun. There is nothing more fun than that moment of just like you're gonna break the game. It's time we thank this week's sponsor, Scent Air. Halflings, let me ask you a question. Do any of you suffer from nose blindness, or did you suffer from nose blindness? Because I used to, until my wife uh, introduced me to what you could do with a space if you made it smell, you know, a little bit better. Scent Air has over 30 years of experience scenting homes, stores, event spaces, and beyond. And now, you can shop online and scent the mood of your home or business. Scent air diffusers are sleek and fill your space with a vivid and subtle fragrance for up to 300 hours. Just imagine filling your home with the smell of fresh linen. Just imagine filling your home with the smell of fresh linen sheets for 300 hours. The Scent Air app also lets you schedule your fragrance and control the intensity right from your phone. Scent Air is available online in the US, Canada, and now in the UK and France. And now you may be thinking to me, well, maybe do I need this? Do I need this? Let me throw out something for you. Imagine scenting your D&D spaces. You've got a crew coming over and you really want to get them into the mood. So you light your candles, you get your snacks ready, and then what do you do? You fill the room with a gorgeous scent that is so evocative of the world that they're going to be in. Perhaps your party is going to explore a new and incredible marketplace, and so you fill the air with Tuscan orange scent, or even pink grapefruit, or sun shower. Or maybe they're going to a sophisticated party and so you fill the air with a dark vanilla pomelo scent. Or perhaps it's a classic pirate-themed adventure and so you fill the air with an ocean scent. Or island breeze. This year, try luxury home fragrance trusted by pros by going to scentair.com and using the promo code HALFLINGS for 25% off your first order. That's HALFLINGS for 25% off your first order. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You're gonna break. I don't know how to get out. Of this. Yeah, because oh, like if you man. if you're like if you're in the first ten minutes of the game a millionaire effectively. Yeah. You'll be unstoppable. You no, know? like you can hire mercenaries. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And then I, I will be at the mercy of you. That becomes a whole yeah. different campaign. <laughs> you know, he quickly just randomly like scrambles I mean, to at the that nearest point, book. Yeah, at that point you just have to start pumping up the enemies. And it yeah. becomes like a really, there's all this politics because this dude is amassing so much power. Now the royalty is going to get involved. Like, like they you're, can't, you're, run, this guy you're running this. Uh, go no, ahead. No, go, go, okay, well, it's basically like this This dude is becoming a gent, uh, landed gentry like overnight. Yeah. 
and is gaining so much influence potentially that the the other the other lords and the any any kingdom like any king or monarch is gonna get real nervous and this could yeah. turn into a like a yeah. national issue. Yeah, I, lo- I love the idea that you're running this game for these kids who, and then you were like, you're gonna panic, open your nearest book, it's gonna be Curse of Strahd, <laughs> and just like ah, an uh, army of vampires, of several vampires <laughs> that, that only want gold. <laughs> no, I, I just made it that there wasn't any um uh, like uh, police around, any any city guard around. He couldn't Aww. find anyone. Aww. It was cramped. I mean, like, dude, I wanted to give him that, but it was literally the first five minutes of the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, sure. I mean uh, at least give him, like, maybe in the second, maybe in yeah. the second session or something. Yeah, we're fully rooting for this child. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Can we join this game, in fact, just so that we can assist in yeah, this mission? Give, give the money. <laughs> I want to help give this this player the money. Dennis Coldspring's gonna show up with some cash from his business. Dennis, yeah, Dennis is the one. It's a future version of Dennis who's just rolling in it, and he was the one who put out the bounty. <laughs> they would absolutely love that. They would go wild. Bless them. Um, but yeah, I mean, like now that I've ascertained like his playing style, because then at another point he just wanted to steal a door, just just a door. A door. <laughs> He just took the I door off the thing. He's just like... He I, I want to be friends door. with this child. This child and is then, awesome. like, He's like an agent of chaos. And then, like, he was, he was he was trying to, like, take, like, passers-by off the streets to, like, knock them out in an alleyway. And I didn't quite understand why. Oh, I was like... It's like, but, like, it's the middle of the day. And then... That is wow. so funny. I... I, I have to think on my toes every second of that and this is like a ballerina session. campaign you're on point the whole time whole time i am on point the whole time and i had to have three cups of coffee in, during a four hour session <laughs> during like, the first five minutes of the be. session like, wow. you're just chugging you're just chugging coffee which is Instead really great, like, but like yeah. it's not like the shot is that she just you're just literally there like first five minutes you're like the coffee just with the okay, pot, okay. you have you just take the pot and are chugging the pot. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just pouring it immediately. In. I mean, and also like, um, wife is really great because then I've got like this great balance where mm. I have like an agent of chaos and like this one person's like, I need to solve this mission. Amazing. Who are these people? Where do I find them? Why must I find Norma, Norma Langa, who is the barbarian half, or what was she? She's half barbarian. Oh, I can't recall now. I'll, I'll, I'd have to pull up her character sheet. But um, let me keep talking while I do that. Um, she is super, super tanky. Like, she's a level eight because I thought they're both really, really soft. Oh, yeah. She's a mm. barbarian monk, way of the sun soul. Ooh. Um, and, and Langa means sun in Zulu. So I just named her Norma Langa. Um, hmm. uh, and um, they have to find her. And she's going to be a party um, NPC with them. Uh, just because they're very squishy and just looking <laughs> at the antics of Baron von Weider, they're going to get into trouble. Baron von so, <laughs> so like, Baron von Weider. Them... We need to, we, every campaign needs a Baron von Weider. Everyone needs a Baron von Weider. Baron von Weider. I know. Everyone. I actually run a campaign on a Monday um, where I have five, four Baron von Weiders yeah. uh, in, in that group. <laughs> Basically, it's a bunch of my drama school friends. Um, but we just thought, do you know what? D&D is a really cool excuse for us to just hang out for a couple of hours every week and just catch up, see how everyone's doing. And so we, it, like, we never... It, 
it was never going to be the most serious uh, um, campaign. We've got Oopy Doopy mm-hmm. in there. Um, Oopy Doopy's <laughs> the, the Goliath who comes from Floopy Land. Uh, actually, he recently <laughs> passed away. R.I.P. Uh, Oopy Doopy. But R.I.P. Oopy Doopy. F in the chat. Um, I believe F in the chat for Oopy Doopy. I believe Oopy Doopy is, listens to the show. So, um, uh, so shout out to Sam. But uh, basically... Uh, I really enjoy leaning into the chaoticness of this group. Uh, and it kind of means it takes the pressure off me as a DM because I don't really have to plan anything because there's no point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, so, so I'll give you a little bit of context and then I'll tell you about what happened in our last session. So yeah. for uh, funsies, uh, I had found uh, someone had posted some tarot cards online, uh, like D&D tarot cards, like you roll a D100 and you, you, pick, you get a card. And I was like, you know what? This is really, really fun and, and silly. And so the group came across this hut in the middle of the swamp um, and there was a hag there. And um, uh, this I'd this I'd kind of like previously seen that uh, they did it on Critical Role. And I was like, this is a fun set. This is like a fun setting and it's really creepy. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that. And so one of them, sne- one of them basically said, oh, I'm a rogue. Uh, so I'm going to sneak in through the front door. Mm-hmm. So that kind of tells you where we're at. Because I was okay. like, well, there's only... S- I mean, even if you roll like a 30 right now, you're, you're going in through the front door. Like the door has to open and you have to enter. You know, like they're going to see not, you. You're not sneaking in. Yeah, but you're that's not, what I mean. Like how quickly are you getting in. through that door? You're not invisible. You're just, you're just walking through the door. You're just walking through a door. They'll watch you like, dang, that boy's uh, sneaky. In. I, I'm just going to pretend I don't see him. Yeah, he's so I'm also impressed. I'm just going to pretend I don't see him. Yeah. <laughs> Game recognizes game, man. Game recognizes game. Yeah, game yeah. Recognizes uh, game. Th- there can't be anything nefarious going on here or, or potentially dangerous. No, of course. We'll just pretend I don't see him. I just want to watch the show. Take what you want, man. Yeah, exactly. And so he sneaks in. Uh, the door slams behind him. And this, this hag basically says, like, pull up a seat. And I basically made it in the hag's world. She is God. So inside that hut, she is like, un- like you know, can't be defeated kind of thing. Um, cause I know what this group's like and I knew they'd try and fight her and I was like, no, 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 I want to do the, I want to do the tarot card thing. Be fun. So they start rolling, uh, this first one, he gets a wish. He can have a wish. Whoa. One of the highest level spells available. And what does he say? Because again, these are the biggest agents of chaos that you could possibly imagine. He says, I want to be next to my, I want my new friend here. Or I want to be next to my new friend. And it specifically says in the wish spell, like, if you are unspecific, then the person who's casting the spell can fill in the blanks, so to speak. And so this hag just goes, you want to be next to your friend forever. She like throws him out of the door and he is basically now tethered to his friend and literally can't move 10 feet away from each. They can't move 10 feet away from each other. Hmm. So that was what his wish got him. That's brutal. <laughs> then the rest of the group, then the rest of the group went, oh, that sounds really fun and went in. What? Like, to get tarot card readings, despite, like, anything could happen. I think they all were like, oh, we want wishes. That's not how it works. Oh, man. And so... <laughs> this is great. And so, and so they all went in, literally lined up, pulled up a pew to this hag and was like, give us tarot card readings. Let's see what happens. One of them uh, basically got the option to, like, insta-kill anyone they knew the name of. And I was like... I was like, this is a DM fail. I, like, I should have really... 
Oh, uh, so they oh, no. basically spoke the name of this assassin that had been hunting them down since like ep- like since session one, and I was like, no. Oh, that's beautiful. That's it was, beautiful. Uh, I was, but I was like, okay, fair play. That was actually kind of clutch. But well that done. means that if they ever go to another like, hell one, with a sa- shadow fell, that assassin can just be there. Like, there you are. Uh, oh, trust me, there are going to be repercussions. Basically, what I said is that the, the, this hag give, giveth and taketh away. The other one, then uh, he pulled the mute card, so literally his lips sealed, and he was unable to speak. Oh, no. Right? Is he a spellcaster? They still. Yeah, he's a warlock. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And so and that was Pete, actually. That was Pete. He's a bard warlock, actually. He's a bard warlock. So like, it literally He's couldn't be worse. That's what I mean. He's so literally, and then at this point, they were all still like, yeah, 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 let's keep going. And I'm like, what are you doing? Anyway, wow. so then another one of them pulls a card and he, this, this is insane. This is insane. So basically you got like, uh, it was something like a hundred platinum times whatever you roll on like a... Uh, it was like a D20 or something. He ended up getting 140,000 gold pieces worth of platinum. Oh my gosh. Right? And then, but this and is the thought real... 30,000 gold pieces was bad, Unati. Exactly. Yeah, but this this is... That, like, that's Unati kind of wealth. Do you know what I mean? 140,000 oh. gold pieces yeah, worth. Yeah, that's, that's real Unati life Unati kind of wealth. wealth. That's... But then this is the abs- <laughs> This is the best thing, right? So the last card flips over. Uh, it's Mr. Mash. Uh, previously, who the guy who played Oopy Doopy, he then named his next character Mr. Mash. Again, just tells you the kind of campaign that we're in. <laughs> but so the last tarot card comes over, and it is a blank card. And the hag leans over to Mr. Mash and says, "Where in the world?" Uh, and Mr. Mash is like, "Oh man!" And he's only he only joined like that session, Mr. Mash, because Oopy Doopy had died. So he was like, "I don't actually know where my character knows." And I was like, oh, well, you were a mercenary, so you know, like, this place, this place, this place. And I was like, oh, you also know Shady Creek Run, which for anyone who's familiar with the Wild Mount uh, uh, book is, like, the most dangerous place in the Empire. It's basically a place filled with criminals. (laughs) Where Mr. Mash is currently wanted for a crime. (laughs) Oh, no. And so he just goes, oh, okay, yeah, Shady, Shady Creek Run. So the entire group gets teleported to Shady Creek Run, <laughs> right, where Mr. Mash is wanted with a hundred and forty thousand gold pieces just oh on their lap. <laughs> oh my gosh! So are they like are they currently restrained? Because there's just so much weight on them. So it was in like a, it was in like a magical bag, but it was like sp- like oh, like a lot of it was okay. like spilling out like over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, what was hilarious is that the session then that I won't go into all the details of what happened in that session because it's literally too chaotic to even begin to explain it. But basically, I gave them so many outs. I gave them out <laughs> after out after. I gave them chance after chance. I was like, you. You meet this really loving philanthropist kind of character who just wants to help you, and they'll they'll give you a room, and you just have to give them some of your gold, and you can just board there, and you'll be you won't get arrested, and all of this. And I try, and I they ended up like attacking and nearly killing him. Um, they and basically it ended up with them being taken to like the the most dangerous like head arbiter of the guild arrested and it got to the point where at the end of the session i was like 
If you want to just re-roll new characters, guys, we can. Oh, <laughs> no. It was just, it was just absolute <laughs> chaos. Oh, and I tried. I tr- and it wasn't there. As we got to the end of the session, they went, do you know what? We can't even say you didn't drive. <laughs> like, you, you tried to help us. Like, we know you tried to help us and we just didn't. We just didn't help ourselves. Wow. But do you know what? Like it, I do end up crying with like you know with laughter every because it's just like it's the most ridiculous thing. I still think I'm gonna have to have you guys like individually come in and guest yes. appear on the on okay. in that just just so you could experience the enormity of the shithousery that goes on in this. Campaign. I think I would actually implode. I think I would. <laughs> I think they would break me. Oh. I think I'd be like, can someone just do something that resembles common yeah. sense? Yeah, no, literally, like, like I, they actively, <laughs> like, like it, so just one thing that did happen, which was hilarious. So literally, one of their characters had inadvertently, in a way, poisoned one of this guy's um, uh, friends. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, dear. oh, well, okay, for context, you actually, you guys met them. So uh, for funsies, because I knew how ridiculous this campaign was, the people they met was uh, with the Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles. So it was a bunch okay. of lean turtles, okay. uh, turtles even, and then this really hairy, drunken monk master um, who was uh, Splinter. And so basically Splinter took them in and was like, you know, and then one of them was really frustrated, was just like, oh, I, I want to fight one of, the to- one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And they were like, yeah, sure, we're up for a fight. Like, why not? Uh, we'll beat you. Um, and basically ended up getting to a point where one of them was like, oh, here's a, a healing potion just in case you wanted to use it. Gave it to Leonardo and it was actually a potion of poison, but it looks like a potion of healing. Oh, no. And he just thought, oh, that will come back in a later session. But anyway, then another they have another fight with one of the other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They win. Leonardo runs over to oh, save no. his fallen ally and poisons him. Which, which he drops down uh, Michelangelo. Oh, no, ended up getting and Ended up going down. Not little Michael. Um, ended up going down. Oh, and but Master Splinter. Uh, and yeah, Master Splinter at that point just went full. Like he, so basically I gave him a drunken uh, monk, like uh, stat block, drunken master stat block. But he, but that's just like when he's like holding back, that's just him, you know, whatever. But he's actually a level 17 monk. Uh, oh way of way of the long death. Oh, no. and so he was just like, "You just killed one of my nope." And he just so he then oh, no. goes to town on this guy who poisons one of his sons, kills him, basically oh. like, drops him down to zero hit points, and says to the party, "Like you can leave, but this guy stays. <gasps> this guy is dead, right?" I like, or I'm like, I'm taking him to justice or whatever, right? Then one of the other like, and this was this was the point. Even the chaos group was like. In slow motion, as the as the little gnome rogue went, ah! And he panicked and just went, ah, I throw my knife at him, and you oh. saw the whole group like, no! <laughs> and what was even better is he rolled like a two, so he threw the knife and it just went like miles. And Splinter was just like, okay, and just then literally just started wailing on the party, <laughs> and there was nothing they could do. <laughs> Oh, that's brutal. That sounds amazing. I'm happy that you told that story. It was so glorious. It was so glorious. He just like, oh man. And that Dennis, Dennis, so for context, joy. Dennis, Dennis fought uh, Master Splinter. Splinter and Leonardo and last Leonardo. session. 
in the pit. Oh. Because basically, yeah, yeah Dennis, Dennis and Wild Spark were like, oh, we really want to fight some someone in the pit. And I didn't really have anything prepared. So I was just like, well, I've kind of got this. I was like, so apologies. This isn't quite like the sort of hardcore realism that we'd usually do on this campaign, but it'd be fun at least. Yeah. It'd be a fun little segue. So step forward, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had no idea was... Master Splinter was so powerful. But that's the thing, yeah. So Master Splinter yesterday was fully holding back with you guys. Like he was, uh, he he didn't want to kill you because <laughs> he literally God has like. Did we ever meet the Shredder? He actually, yeah, li- literally. Uh, he actually has like, it's like, I think it's like touch of the long death, um, where he can just basically, depending on how many key points he spends, can just choose how much damage he does. It's like oh, if he, yeah. he like for every key point, he he gets like a D10 or something. It's yeah, so he dumb. Can throw, like twenty D10, and he's dude. got like twenty four key points or something why, like, why <laughs> even bother at this point like why even yeah try? Just but that's the thing they knew that they knew they saw what he could do and they and then he threw a see, dagger at him you see this is foolishness <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> this is foolishness i hope i hope you bit them i hope you bit I them did. and they lent so, so this is this is <laughs> this is suffer and learn. This is how they suffered and learned. Basically, he Splinter then incapacitated most of the party. Let two of them go because they were actually being kind of fine. Okay. And he was like, "I'm not going to lump you in." Three of them, he was like, "Yeah, no, you guys are coming with me." Uh, he took them, <gasps> and originally, so originally, I'd had it that this uh, figure, uh, Zylar, his name is, uh, Zylar was going to be a dragon, like this really tall, hulking dragonborn. Um, who basically was like a really sadistic sorcerer who just enjoyed torturing people for the guild. Um, and it got to a point where like halfway through the session and they were being so crazy. I was like, do you know what? If they meet Xylar, it's going to be a gold dragon. It's just going to be a dragon, like an actual dragon. So I fully changed Xylar's <laughs> character wow. mid-session and went, do you know what? This is just going to be... A-. And so they got basically, they got led down to this like underground. They, they basically walked for about, I think it was like, I described it as like half an hour, just straight down steps underneath Shady Creek Run. They just descended and descended and I was changing the music. I had this like whole horror playlist that I've got. I was just changing the music, describing what they were seeing as they were descending further down. They got to this giant dark antechamber and then they just heard this like, speak. And this dragon head just came out of the back and they were all like, oh no. And they were like, they were bound. They had like five hit points left. They were, I was just like, you guys are going to learn now. Yes. Was this all one session? Learn. This was one session. This was all one session. Good yes. Lord. Yes. yes. Good. <laughs> Unati is is fully. Be- we were fully behind uh, Baron Von. I can't remember his last name. Baron Von Vider. But Un- Baron Von Vider. But, but this group. Unati is fully behind you just yeah. abusing <laughs> these players. No. They're being, they're being rude. They abuse themselves. Yes, and they're being rude. They're being I gave rude. them so many options. I even, yes. I'd even in my in my planning notes, I had planned what food Splinter was going to serve them in their house because he was like going to be a really good host. So I was you like, see? no, you don't deserve you the food. You see, exactly, exactly. Mouth dead like They're being rude to you. They're getting too used to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No more. <laughs> no. no more. No. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this has been really fun. Yeah. Uh, we we yeah. should definitely, we, we yeah. <laughs> Let us know what you Please think about these. Please send in your stories. Yeah, but this stories. is the main thing. Send in your stories because yeah. we want to talk about them. Uh, we want to. We, we just want to hear more madness uh, like this, like the discos. Uh, does your does your you know have your party invented yeah. disco or 
Um, I always, I always enjoy it or when suits. a party, yeah, <laughs> invents a new. Uh, one of my characters previously invented the amp. Uh, he's a bard and he wants oh, to invent yeah. an amp. Uh, I so, love that. Uh, so he's invented that with the, some use of some magic. So please, yeah, send in your stories. Um, like I said, it's uh, second breakfast at tbhalflings.com. Most of the details are available on our social medias. Uh, feel free to message us there as well, uh, or just like comment on a post or whatever. Maybe comment on the post of this uh, episode release or something like that. Um, yeah. And just yeah, share us, share with us your stories because we want to read them out. We want to uh, we want to hear from you guys. <laughs> um, and we will definitely be doing this again in the not too distant future. So this has been a little, a little mini tales from the table, ta- tables from the ah, oh, God, I've done it again. Tables from the table, from the table, tables from the table, table to go do who table, table. You did you what? That's not what. Nobody said that. Yes, Jeremy did. I said tainal. Yes. I said tainal. Tainal. Yes. Said, that's what I said. It sounded like you said. It sounded like you said something. You said like you said anal. No. I said tainal. I heard I anal. Had anal. Oh, jeez. Uh, explicit warning on this episode, guys. <laughs> Look, anal can mean a lot of things. <laughs> Stop yourselves. It could be a mispronunciation of anal. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. The annals. I legitimately of these tales. wrote that one time in a paper on purpose. We wow. had to handwrite a paper, and I said something about the annals of history, and then I crossed out annals, but <laughs> so that it could be, still very clearly be read, and then wrote annals, and the teacher liked it. <laughs> I went to a I went to a Christian high school. Everybody. <laughs> um. So I'm att- I'm going to attempt to end the episode after two attempts, uh, okay. as okay. opposed to normal yeah. four. Um, So this has been a Tales from the Table uh, mini-sode. A train wreck from the table. A train wreck from the table. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Share your stories. And um, we will see you very shortly. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.